Hello, I'm Dr. Emmett Miller, and today we will address a most important subject, how to eradicate fear at its roots. Firstly, remember that fear is not something that happens to you. Fear is something you do with what happens to you. Actually, it's what your limbic system, a part of your subconscious mind, does by interpreting minor challenges in your life inappropriately, as if they were instantaneous threats to your life. But why do some people feel fear of things that don't frighten others at all? After all, when we're born, we only have two fears, heights and loud noises. The rest of our fears we have to learn. We learn to fear by being told frightening stories about certain places or people or events. Or we might observe our parents or others in our environment reacting to something with anxiety or panic, and we learn to fear by unconscious imitation of them. Of course, many people learn to fear directly by having a scary experience with someone or something. If someone with a bushy beard suddenly says boo to a one-year-old baby, the child will react with fear, not only to that man, but to anybody with a beard, a fear that will persist for some children, but that will usually go away within a few months for most. Still, when that child grows up, she may find that for some reason she just doesn't find beards attractive. Most of our fears have their beginnings in our youth. A scary fall off a boat in the ocean may lead to fear of water. Having the whole class laugh at your accent could lead to fear of public speaking. And physical, sexual, or emotional abuse in your early years can lead to a fear of angry, controlling, or sexually domineering people. There are innumerable ways our limbic system, especially our amygdala, can be taught to fear. Sometimes the fear is learned in adulthood, most dramatically in such conditions as the post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, that is found commonly, but not only, in soldiers who've had horrendous experiences in battle. In each case, however, the same thing happens. You are confronted with a situation which, to your mind, seems dangerous. The unfamiliarity of the situation and the fact that you don't know what the correct response to the challenge is causes an overload to your conscious mind. Not knowing what to do in an apparently dangerous situation is read as a life or death threat which automatically triggers the ancient fight-or-flight reaction in the limbic system. This produces an emotionally traumatic situation, which might be severe or mild, depending upon the degree of the threat and the length of time of the exposure. This traumatic situation is then remembered by the limbic system, and any time you're in a setting that resembles even vaguely, this traumatic situation, your limbic system will trigger the fear response. Remember, it is thinking 
that it is saving you from death and destruction, and it overrules the conscious part of you that knows there's no real danger of physical harm. In its zeal to try to protect you, it makes you behave irrationally by avoiding a meeting, trembling in fear when you speak, physically running away, or mentally running away, such as by drinking, taking a tranquilizer, getting high, or eating, or even having a headache or diarrhea, which serves to take you out of the action. To make matters even worse, each time your limbic system gets you to avoid the situation and the feeling, through using whatever behavior you usually use, the fear reaction becomes even more embedded, because that avoidance behavior becomes ever more strongly conditioned each time it's used. This causes your limbic system to become even more convinced that it has saved your life, and it becomes more confident that this escape behavior is the only one possible. But you know that is not actually true. No matter how traumatic the sensitizing event was, and no matter how many times it has been reinforced, you can teach your brain a new, more positive and adaptive response to the challenge. And it begins with deep relaxation. Martha came to see me for therapy because the company she worked for was moving from an office on the ground floor to a spiffy new one on the 17th floor. It was a fancy, modern office with floor-to-ceiling windows and a beautiful bird's-eye view of San Francisco. The only problem was that Martha was deathly afraid of heights. In fact, Martha could not even look out of a third-floor window without feeling intense fear. Martha felt hopelessly trapped. She needed her job, but she couldn't bear even the thought of riding up on the elevator, much less walking out into the office with its huge windows and soaring view. I taught Martha how to relax deeply and guided her in a light hypnotic state back through some of the traumatic events in her past in which she had been conditioned to feel fear. I showed her how to decondition that past trauma and sent her home with a tape to practice with daily. Two weeks later, she came to her follow-up appointment with a big smile. She had not only been able to ride up on the elevator, she had worked in the office for several days and even looked out the window without fear. Now, this seems like a very fast cure, but remember, Martha had spent time three times a day listening to the deconditioning tape I had made for her. It walked her through those traumatic memories in her life while she was in a state of deep relaxation. Neuroscience has proven that neurons that fire together wire together. In other words, by pairing the images of these previously frightening events with the feeling of deep relaxation, Martha formed a new conditioned behavior. After enough of this deconditioning and reconditioning, when she got out of the elevator on the 17th floor, she was thrilled at the beauty of the sunlit city below her. 
you too will need to practice, but you will find the practices enjoyable and well worth it. Not only will the fear be gone, but you will feel an overall sense of confidence in yourself and in the power of your mind. I didn't see Martha again until three years later when I ran into her in a department store. She excitedly told me that she had become a rock climber and next week she was going to scale the Half Dome at Yosemite Park. Because she had been so afraid of heights, she had never seen what the world looks like from up on high. When she finally was able to look, she loved what she saw, and she took up rock climbing. Now, <laughs> not everybody should expect such a dramatic turnaround, but it just goes to show what is possible. Everyone's path to healing is quite unique. Yours is the one you need to find. Let me hasten to add that feeling fear in a truly dangerous situation is actually a good thing, especially if it helps you escape the danger. The kind of fear you don't want is the kind that erupts in a situation that simply resembles a truly dangerous situation in a superficial way. Now, let's begin to examine the fear you have been troubled with in the past. Notice that I don't call it your fear. It's not an intrinsic part of you, and it does not belong to you, any more than a mosquito that is biting your arm belongs to you. It is important to not be attached to a fear. Now it's time to do a little work. Take a moment, sit down, and stop doing anything else. This is important. With your body in a relaxed position, focus on a point in the distance. Take a deep, cleansing breath in, and as you let that breath out, imagine you can feel all the stress and tension in your body being breathed out with the out-breath. Then take another deep breath in, and as you let it out, imagine breathing out all unnecessary thoughts, and let your eyelids close. Imagine you can see the word relax on the back of your forehead, and think to yourself the words, there's nowhere I have to go at this moment, nothing I have to do and no problem I have to solve. I can remain safe and relaxed in the present moment. As I calmly recall moments in the past, at a distance, as if they are on a small TV screen, old movies. Good. Now take your time in answering the following questions, pausing the program to allow yourself to be fully aware of the answers that come to mind. First off, how long have you been troubled by this fear? What are the fear symptoms you have felt in your body when the fear has happened? What avoidance behaviors 
has this fear usually driven you to take? Perhaps you can mentally picture some time in the past when you are actively feeling this fear. What thoughts were going through your mind at that moment? And notice where you feel the discomfort in your body. Feel it just enough to recognize the quality of this feeling. Good. Now let that scene fade away and make sure your body is relaxed again. And now, can you recall the very first time you ever felt this fear? If you can't, just recall the earliest event that you can. What was happening at that moment? Good. Now, can you recall a few of the most significant times that you ever felt that fear? It's okay if you can't remember many or even one. Have you ever been successful in overcoming that fear in a positive way? If so, how did you manage it? Very good. Now take one more deep breath in, and as you release it, let go of all those thoughts and feelings, and instead focus on that image of yourself in the future, looking and feeling really good. As you were recalling those events, you probably noticed some similar patterns the environment, the relationship, the way the challenge presented itself, or other aspects of each of those memories that were similar. These similarities can give you some clues as to just what configurations of your environment your limbic system has been conditioned to respond to with a fear reaction. Next, you're going to learn how to decondition this response and reassociate the environmental triggers with the feelings of confidence and relaxation that you've been cultivating. This is called reconditioning. You are going to write a new life script for yourself. First, you will learn to create a bubble of protection, like a force field around you to sustain feelings of safety. Then you will review those past events while remaining completely calm. Then, aware of what would be a better, more confident, and more appropriate response in that situation, you'll go through it again, this time writing a new script for yourself, acting it out in your imagination, feeling safe, calm, relaxed, and really good about having done it this new way. When you let yourself feel happy and successful 
it actually creates brain chemicals that act as positive reinforcement to your monkey mind and speeds up its training, just as giving your dog a treat helps train it to sit on command. Next, you will travel ahead in time and imagine a situation that might happen in the near future, a situation in which you would usually, in the past, have felt some fear. As you go through this experience and imagery, you will write your own script. And by imagining yourself handling it perfectly, you will be programming your brain and your subconscious to behave in the new way. Now, the first five or ten times you do this future pacing, choose situations in which the fear would ordinarily have been comparatively mild. This makes it easy for you to remain relaxed all the way through the imagery, and it makes it easy for the monkey mind to learn. As it grows more confident and accustomed to this new behavior, you can tackle gradually more and more difficult challenges. If you should try to future pace an event but find you can't imagine being relaxed, then you're progressing too quickly with moving on to tougher challenges. Practice a bit more with simpler ones. Soon you will find yourself in real life confronted with a challenge. You'll probably find there's much less negative emotion than you have known in the past. If you wish, at the moment you meet that challenge, you can take a moment and using your anchor and maybe even a brief visit to your special place, repeat the appropriate affirmation and give yourself some extra confidence. If you have the opportunity to choose which challenges you will take on first, take on the least challenging situations first, then build up to the more challenging ones. It's like if you want to build up your bicep muscles, you would begin by lifting light weights. Then, as your muscles became stronger, you would go on to heavier and heavier ones. And you might think of rewriting your mental script as building up certain mental muscles and take on the light ones first, then go on to the heavy lifting, and you'll find you're amazed at how successful you will be.